Blog Talk Radio. He was up each morning with the dawn because he knew his daily run was long and hard and he had to be ready to get his freight train down the track determination he would never lack a little locomotive called freight train freddy hi everyone welcome to getting on top i'm your host paul morris and that little ditty was freight train freddy uh and the person who uh sang that song also wrote it His name is peter tazone <clears throat> he illustrated uh my book called freight train freddy it's a rhyming children's story and uh, about a 19th century steam engine going through his daily run. And if someone would like to see the beautiful pictures that Peter draws and uh, also read some of the verse that I wrote, please go to ftfcreations.com. That's FTF as in Freight Train Freddy, creation.com. You can pick up the uh, e-versions, the electronic book for uh, $2.99, for the iPad, uh, and the Kindle, or you could also purchase the soft cover there as well. And uh, we broadcast from the Hudson Valley region of New York. We're here Wednesdays from 4 to 4.30 p.m. And if anyone has a question or comment for me and my guest, you can call us at 1-347-215-9456. And I'm very pleased today to have with us John Sabone, uh, and the name of the show is Hypnosis with John the Transmaster Sabone. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, John. Is that Sabone? Absolutely, you did. Thank you very much. I mean, Sabone when I was born, I misspelled okay. it, so you're, you're way ahead. Thank you. Okay. John is a is John the Transmaster Sabone was has hypnotized over 120,000 people. Dropped. Strangers into deep hypnotic trance in split seconds, thereby earning recognition from his peers as the fastest hypnotist alive. John has performed in Europe, the UK, universities all over the United States. He's appeared on MTV, Fox News, on the East Coast, and European radio stations. With over 20 years of world-class experience, John is a is a board-certified hypnotist fellow and ICBCH diplomat, holding dozens of hypnosis certifications, and the inventor and developer of speed trance hypnosis. is the author of the internationally best-selling book, Hypnotic Scripts That Work, the breakthrough book that now is in use in six continents. Now, uh, I'm sure there's a lot to talk about. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go through you know how you got involved. I know we spoke a little about it off air, but I also very much want to get into self hypnosis, which is something I'm interested in, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners may be as well. So uh, welcome to the show, John. Thank you very much for having me as a guest. My pleasure. So just briefly, uh, you were telling me off air that. You were, you know, you were involved in psychic phenomenon and in, in hypnosis at a very early age. So, briefly, how, how how did this come about, and how did you get involved 
you know, being a master uh, hypnotist? Well, many years ago, when I was a little boy, um, my parents would say, go clean your room. I can remember this at about three and a half, four years old, where, um, you know, I had to go pick up my room like every other kid and then come down and have dinner or whatever it was, or, you know, afterwards go out and play with the other kids. And as it turns out, you know, I would go upstairs first, lie down in my bed, deep breathe, visualize moving energy around, relax my body, and then got up and kind of put myself into a light trance state to clean the room. And I remember very vividly doing this because when I spoke to other kids in the neighborhood, they weren't doing those things to pick up their room, you know, as years went by. I mean, most of my life I've been practicing some form of meditation-style relaxation technique. And meditation and hypnosis have a long history of similarities. When you're doing hypnosis, it's more goal-directed towards a particular task. If you're doing clinical hypnosis, meditation is more about, you know, enlightenment, empowerment, that sort of thing. So it's basically the same brainwave relaxation place that we go into in hypnosis as a person who meditates does. And it creates a different sphere of energy around you where possibilities become more limitless and your stress levels drop. So throughout my life beyond that, there would be kids in my grammar school years that weren't necessarily like very close friends to me, but somehow they felt I could help them. So I remember like externalizing the process that I was using on myself from the time I was smaller. And I would ask them to sit in the chair and close their eyes and deep breathe and relax and listen only to my words. And when they opened their eyes afterwards, they didn't want to run away from home anymore. They didn't want to do things that were destructive. Um, <clears throat> so at my life, this eventually moved into high school and into college. And in later schools, sometimes even more detrimental, you know, emotional thoughts about doing things, suicide, for example. So basically, uh-huh. when they opened their eyes, all of a sudden there was this paradigm shift. They didn't want to run into bad things to themselves or anything self-destructive. So consequently... Um, I've been practicing forms of self-hypnosis my entire life. After college, I was using meditation-style-based hypnosis techniques to motivate sales forces in jobs that I had to go out and sell. And eventually, the demand got great enough for it where I had to go, you know, bring this out to the public. I was doing workshops everywhere from a handful of people to large numbers of people, sometimes in the hundreds. And um, they'd all come in and get relaxed and go into this wonderful state of relaxation. And I'd be talking about, you know, empowering themselves and, you know, healing their bodies, for example, or releasing issues or whatever it might be. And at the end of a workshop program in Long Island back in the 80s, a gentleman walked up and said, you're one heck of a hypnotist. Come get trained. I've got a school. And that was the first of about 40 hypnosis certifications that I currently hold. It's around 40. It might be a little bit more than that. I've lost track after a while. But I've got all these different credentials and training classes that I've had to pass and write papers for and all these different things. I currently hold about five instructor certifications in the profession where I train people in hypnotic techniques. And um, I teach and invent and create technique that I teach at various leading hypnosis conferences around the country and other places in the world including speed trance hypnosis, which means I can hypnotize people and have in fractions of a second. I recently dropped somebody into hypnosis ice cold in what somebody estimated to be about a tenth of a second. I've also got people who have clocked me at a fifth of a second ice cold on strangers because they figured out how this stuff works. And once a person's in hypnosis, well, then they're open to a wide variety of suggestible benefits, you know, everything from smoking cessation to weight loss to a 
better night's sleep, mm -hmm. to reducing stress, mm -hmm. to doing better in school, to overcoming a fear, to surviving a breakup. Those are some sure. of the top private sessions that I do. And it's very, sure. very effective and very helpful to people. I can't think of a better thing to be doing yeah. for people. No, I understand. And, you know, uh, I've done it, you know, over 300 shows uh, over the years. And, you know, we've talked a lot about those kinds of things. But, you know, since you're such a specialist, <clears throat> uh, I'd rather get into the kind of the, uh, the different uh, places here, the things that people don't hear much about, because they hear a lot about what hypnosis does. And I'm sure, you know, it's fairly well known, all the benefits it has. So what I'd like to talk about with you in particular is, you know, what is speed hypnosis? You know, how do you get someone, in, for instance, how do you put someone into a trance in a second or less? And, uh, you know, other things like self-hypnosis. So let's start with that. How, <laughs> now I've seen, I've seen that done, uh, trying to, Brian uh, is, a, is a psychiatrist from Florida, he wrote a book, uh, Many Lives, Many Masters. Brian, Brian Weiss. I can't think of his last Brian Weiss, Weiss right. Yep. I w yes, I went to see him in Manhattan, and he did that on the stage where someone would drop, his his head would drop like in a few seconds. So how, what is that? How does that work? Well, see, hypnosis is not something I do to you. It's something that your brain is designed to go through a minimum uh -huh. of seven times a day. Uh -huh. I can give you some naturally occurring examples. And yeah. I can tell you, before I get to the examples, the more intelligent, stressed out, or creative, the more hypnotizable a person is. So basically speaking, I can give you dozens of examples explaining what hypnosis is and how it works. For example, when you were in grammar school years ago, you would occasionally daze out the window. And like most kids, the teacher would catch you dazing out the window. And then once you were dazed out the window, what would happen would be that the... Um, teacher would call on you, right? You'd be looking out the window, and teachers love to nail people when they're looking out the window. I mean, that's part of, like, right. a long tradition. Right. And then if you had a goofy right. friend like I did, you know, and usually sitting next to you someplace, um, what happened? You would start to get nervous, certainly. Um, you'd feel a little freaked out about the entire thing. You didn't have any clue what the teacher was talking about. And quite often what you would do is you would just grab, grabbing at straws, you'd repeat whatever you heard. I recall in Brooklyn growing up, there was two churches. There was St. Thomas Aquinas Flatlands and St. Thomas Aquinas Fourth Avenue. And what the teacher was looking for was a response, Thomas Aquinas, the philosopher and uh, yeah. um, you know, metaphysician or whatever you want to refer to him as, theologian. And I said St. Thomas Aquinas Fourth Avenue because that's what the guy sitting next to me repeated. And everybody had a laugh yeah. at my expense, you know, because I wasn't completely focused but we're naturally hypnotized most of the time, minimum seven times a day to stay mentally healthy. The more intelligent, stressed out, or creative, the more prone to being in a hypnotic state we are. If you've ever had kids or a significant other who's glued to a television set, to any of your listeners, for example, for any of the ladies tuned in who have a husband who's you know, watching soccer or football, depending upon where in the world they're hearing this, and come on, we have to leave now. And you get, because uh, they're focused on the game and they don't want to hear anything else. And they're totally zoned in. <laughs> they're in hypnosis. Yeah. If you ever yeah. watched a boxing movie, like a Rocky film or a Bruce Lee thing, and all sure. of a sudden you feel your shoulders twitching just a little bit as if yeah. you're in the movie beating up the bad guy, right. well, you're right. absorbed in that movie. You're in hypnosis. Right. And the suggestion right. is I'm going to help beat up the bad guys. Right. If you laugh or cry at a movie, that's 
also knowing that the movie so is So how safe, do you get people into, into that state so quickly? Well, basically, I know how it works, and there are different ways to get people in. I usually mess up one or two of these unless I have it up in front of me on a screen. But basically, there's different ways that the brain reacts to go into hypnosis. Uh, shock, confusion, misdirection, overload, loss of equilibrium, uh, eye fixation are some of them. And basically, people will go into these states on a regular basis because your brain is using hypnosis naturally to cycle down stress. And the more stress you're under, you know, driving a car, you're in a hypnotic state. Once you learn how to drive that car, that car is not driving itself. Your subconscious mind is driving that. And we're all daydreaming. The best majority of people I explain this to think we're all little Mr. Spocks from Star Trek. Everything is logical. and It's too much trouble, so much energy. Nobody's got that kind of energy. So anything you're doing automatic is a subconscious process once you've learned how to do it. A common example would be if I ask somebody to start to say the alphabet really quickly, and I stop them after a couple of letters, and then I say, okay, now do it every other letter. And they're like, wow, A, um, C, uh, E, and they get about three letters in, and I normally stop them because after that they start to get nervous. And that's not subconsciously learned that way. So the first way, the normal way of doing the full alphabet is a subconsciously learned and remembered process. The other way is conscious. And conscious, your conscious mind is running very little of your life, it turns out. 94% of what we're doing is subconscious behavior. So your brain is more prone to going into hypnosis than it's not. And most people, especially in the high-stress situations, go into a restaurant where there's a busy mater d' running back and forth trying to seat people at tables. You look at their eyes. Their eyes look a little glassy. They were a little zoned out. That's hypnosis. You know, you're in hypnosis more than you think you are. So consequently, um, part of what I do is guide people into hypnosis. Hypnotists don't throw weird hypnotic energy at you. Certainly when I do my comedy shows, it looks like that because it's very dramatic. Do you pick people people in particular you know you could get in that quickly or or anybody? No, at this point I have figured out ways to make those multiple things I just listed a few moments ago combine themselves into something in a very fast way. Um, if you take the best of all of those things and combine it in a very quick way, a person is likely to go into hypnosis. To be honest about it, it's just easier to go into hypnosis than it is to put up with my hand gestures in your face or other things that I'm doing. So the reason I use the speed hypnosis because there's a, a bunch of reasons. One would be in emergency situations. I was doing a show one time at the Hilton in Manhattan, and it was a very high-end corporate party a bunch of years ago, and this one man was talking to me, and another man was moving furniture out of the place. Losing, the party I'm was losing over. you. Your uh, headset is messed up or something. Oh, can you hear me well, now? Are you now? No, I can't. All right, no, well, let me see what I can do about that. Is this any better? Much better, yeah. All right, great. Well, at a party in Manhattan years ago, a fellow dropped a pool table on his foot that was carrying the furniture oh, out. He was in charge of, you know, making sure the place was broken down after the party was over. And um, I had to, his foot was broken and swollen, and it was the sneaker was starting to break. The stitching on the sneaker was about, it was exploding like the Hulk in the, you know, in the movies or in the comics. Yeah. And he was going into shock. His eyes were rolling up into his head. And I said, I'm a hypnotist. If I put you into hypnosis, we can stop you from going into shock, possibly. He said, please, help me, help me. And I put my finger in his face, and I put him into hypnosis. And uh, by the time the ambulance showed up 45 minutes later, because it was Manhattan, they were always backed up a lot of places, 
um, he was blowing everybody kisses, saying ow, 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 and laughing, rather than going into shock, which can be deadly. So there's a lot of things that you can use hypnosis for very quickly, or for the fact sure. that you don't necessarily need to talk to somebody for a half hour to get them in hypnosis anymore. Um, the oldest style was talk to somebody for 20 minutes, a half hour to get them to relax, and that certainly still has its place. I mean, I do make recordings on my website for sale that way because I don't, I'm not there in person. But if I'm in a hurry or if I want to demonstrate hypnosis or keep somebody in one of my shows that's prone to popping out or anything, I can hypnotize people at record speeds pretty much. Um, I found out a while back that Guinness and Ripley's want very little to do with hypnosis, it turns out, in terms of world records and that kind of thing. But I do work at speeds that are kind of mind-blowing to the average person. So let me ask you, how do you, how does someone hypnotize themselves? Well, there's a lot of different techniques you can learn, and I well, also practice self-hypnosis. I'm sorry? What's the, what's the simplest one I'd like to learn it and uh, have my listeners learn it on the air, if you could, you know. Well, right, well, first of all, if you're driving a car, do not follow along with this exercise. Let me preface this very importantly. Yeah, if you're in a moving motor vehicle, this is not the thing to be doing. Focus on your driving. Uh, or if any other situation where it might be hazardous. So just stick to what you're doing. But if you are relaxed someplace sitting in a chair, what you might want to do is pick a spot on the wall across from you, and with every successive blink of your eyes, visualize or imagine that every eye blink is getting heavier and harder to hold open. Heavier and harder to hold open slowly, nice and easy, complementary to in and out slow and steady breath. A deep breath in. Eyes closing, open your eyes, deep breath in, eyes closing, closing your eyes, opening your eyes, and that sort of a thing with this slow up and down movement of your eyelids. Mm -hmm. And with each and every successive eye open and close, your eyes will just want to stay closed for a little while and rest. Maybe in 15 breaths, maybe in 10 breaths, maybe in 5 breaths. But soon, you'll find yourself relaxing into a more comfortable relaxation wave, a state of more calm and peaceful, easy, deep relaxation. And if you're finding it hard to just get to a moment of closing your eyes, well, just close them down when you're ready, either now or in a moment. And just let yourself relax. And just put yourself in your mind someplace where you find it to be peaceful. For me personally, it could be lying in a comfortable bed someplace, as I'm traveling with the shows I do, looking at a ceiling, perhaps with a ceiling fan going round and round, and the motion of the fan keeping you relaxed. Or perhaps it's a sunny day on a beach someplace, as the waves are coming in and you relax and hear that ocean sound with the water, or the sun is simply coming down and bathing your body in golden white sunlight relaxation, your whole body just becoming more loose and limp, like a rag doll, allowing yourself to relax wearier, heavier, as if your body was a wet washcloth, just letting yourself relax. And in this place, you can tell yourself whatever it is you need to tell yourself, as if places in your body of higher stress are an area that you can breathe through, this golden white sunshine light that may be filling your nose and mouth and lungs right now. It may be an area in your body that needs to unwind or open like an iris of a camera, to release sticky steam of stress or imbalance. It could be that as your body feels ever heavier and wearier, more relaxed, 
those areas begin to unknot on their own. And as the steam, so the imbalance releases, what, your body becomes you calmer and more relaxed. State? Let me just count you back now on the count of three, feeling wonderful. And one, two, opening your eyes, easily able to perform this on your own. You were saying? I'm sorry to rush you, but I'm trying to get everything in. Uh, okay, so once you're in that state, how do you give yourself uh, instructions and what kinds of things well, you can know, you let, do? See, one thing I always tell people who are first learning this is let your mind wander where it needs to go. You know, uh-huh. your mind kind of knows what you need to do. And quite often, okay. and I've seen this in private session clinical work that I do, that people, most people I know that I've run into in work have an adversarial relationship with their subconscious mind. It's like we're fighting mm-hmm. ourselves. So one of the key mm-hmm. elements in making the work that I do clinically happen for the people that come to see me is the idea of creating a oneness, a harmony, a compassion between the subconscious and the conscious mind. Um, that way your subconscious is working on the same page as you are and letting it happen. Mm. You know, it's all too often we're fighting ourselves. I mean, who can block us better than we can block us? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I do some uh, emotional healing work, and uh, there's no question we're our, we are our own worst enemies. And, a lot of uh, times, you know. Unless you get yeah, to well, that you know, you're not going to We have the power to heal ourselves. We just... You know, there are many things that block us, but it's it's us. It's not something else. Although people don't like to believe that, but it's always it's always the case. We have a caller. I don't know if they want to talk or just want to listen to the show. Would you want to take a question? Or Absolutely, comment? sure. Uh, hold on. Let me see if they want to talk or not. One second. Caller from two one two area code. Do you want to ask a question or make a hey, comment? Hey, Paul. Peter. Just... Peter Roth. I'm just very interested. In oh, okay. You're just hearing... listening. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Well, welcome to the show. You know Peter? No, I'm just saying welcome to the show. I mean, it's nice that somebody called up. Yes. But basically, hypnosis is is used for so many things now, and it's not a cure-all, certainly, but there's so many uses for it. You know, I've had medically referred people come in here that I help them calm down the reactions that are triggering IBS by doing a stress management session. I love working with people who need a better night's sleep. I love doing the comedy hypnosis, too, because people laugh and forget their troubles for a couple of hours. So right across the board, it's it's healing on so many levels in so many ways. It really, really is. What is the biggest thing, uh, you know, most popular thing people come to you for? What, you know, what are they looking to find, you know, to accomplish uh, anything more than something else? Well, I mean... I would say the top private sessions, the top two, I would certainly say would be smoking cessation and weight loss, followed by stress management or a better night's sleep. And I'm just so happy to help people sleep better. I mean, if I could just devote most of my work clinically to helping people sleep better, they're just so happy. They're so rested when I'm done with them because I give them a suggestion that they've had a nine-hour nap and a seven-hour back rub. You know, I mean, I don't know anybody who wouldn't want that, you know, a nine-hour nap and a seven-hour back rub. So they're just so thrilled to be relaxed that way, that uh, they're very grateful afterwards. And there are some illnesses. I've had doctors refer people in here. I believe it's MS is one of them, where these people wake up with these terrible muscle reactions at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, very painful. They have to take synthetic hormones. And I'll do a session for that where all of a sudden the muscle issues in their bodies unwind better. They're able to go back to sleep more easily. And uh, they're just grateful for the first time in months or years they've been able to get some actual rest. 
So, you know, there's a lot of reward for this. I love working with kids, too. I can work with kids as young as four years old. Sometimes I've worked with three-year-olds if they're advanced yeah, enough. Yeah, kids are good. And, yeah, a lot you know, of kids, no when they're into school. it, they're very relaxed. Yeah. yeah Let me no ask you something. There's no more fighting in school anymore. There's no more uh, the, the better schoolwork is going on. There's weight loss issues for kids. There's self-esteem issues So how does this kids. work exactly? What does it mean when you're in a, in a state of hypnosis? Did you explain that at all? Well, there are different brainwave states, you know. Most of us are walking around in a regular conscious brainwave state. But then as you go into other brainwave states, you know, what begins to happen is it opens your mind to suggestion. For example, if I ask any of your listeners to close their eyes for a moment, again, if you're, not, if you're driving a car, bad idea. But um, if they close their eyes for a moment and I ask them just to sort of like a kid, just imagine behind them a pink elephant wearing a straw hat with a flower being held in the pink elephant's, you know, trunk and, you know, um, flapping ears of a pink elephant. And don't laugh whatever you do when you see that elephant. Whatever you do when you see that elephant, don't laugh. Most people are going to smile or laugh because we all have an imagination. And hypnosis works on the power of your subconscious mind and your imagination to create better. I mean, if you think about the history of the human race, nothing would exist without imagination. I mean, somebody had to imagine the building I'm in, the building you're in, the technology we're using before it became real. But yet we're using our imaginations quite often against ourselves. So consequently, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. We're coming up with excuses why mm -hmm. we're eating the wrong foods that are putting weight on our bodies that, that potentially is destructive to us or smoking. You know, oh, I need a cigarette to calm down. No, you weren't born with a cigarette in your hand to calm down. You don't need the cigarette. Put it down, calm down a different way, perhaps through self-hypnosis or, you know, other things I can come up with for you. And in that moment, maybe you live another 20 or 30 years longer to see, you know, your child born or dance at your child's wedding. Or maybe you're a single parent or a grandparent that wanted, wants to be there to support that child into the future and be there for grandchildren. You know, when you think about the work hypnotists do successfully, you really can't, we charge for our work certainly because we're professionals, but there really isn't a price tag you can put on the results that we come across with quite often. And it's highly effective short-term work that we do. We're not seeing people for many, many years in a row most of the time. It generally has to do with getting people in. I got, I've got people who were smoking cigarettes for decades, quit in one session with me and never smoke again. I had a fellow here in Staten Island, New York City, where he was eating very large amounts of foods. He was eating 48-ounce um, steaks every night and washing it down with two or three <laughs> quart-sized glasses of beer. And he was over 600 pounds. Two and a half years later, he was down to 300 pounds. His whole life, his whole, now granted, 300 is still a little overweight to say the least, but it's half of what he was. So right across the board, there's tremendous benefit with clinical hypnosis. And with the entertainment, some people say, well, how do you cross the line into entertainment hypnosis? I've done fundraising events for charities, for everything from the Cancer Society to children's charities that have raised $195,000, for example, $80,000, $65,000 in one night. And I think that's quite a thing to do as well. So there's a lot of different things that go on with hypnosis, and I love being on the cutting edge of this because in so many ways I'm doing what I can as well as a lot of my friends and colleagues to make the next generation of this stuff happen. I've just written yeah. a book which is in process called Power Hypnosis, The Future of Hypnotic Sessions, and that's in process right now. It's not out yet, but it will be soon. And I'm basically reinventing the way clinical hypnosis gets done by upgrading the way suggestions are delivered. 
Sorry about that. Well, we only have a few minutes left. Uh, why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with you, uh, your website, and uh, any other way you, you, you know, and well, what's you coming up maybe. Um, and lest I forget Something to mention it, doing. thank you for having me as a guest, and, and your, to your listeners as well. Pleasure. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I have two websites, so if you've got a pen, a paper, or some way to sketch this out on a text message, one website would be my entertainment website, which covers a lot more than entertainment. It's called hypnosisstageshow.com. That's hypnosisstageshow.com. It's got a long list of MP3s, which are available for instant download for self-hypnosis training. And I also have another website, which is a bit older, called hypnotistpro.com. That's hypnotistpro.com or hypnosisstageshow.com. Or just look up my name, John Serbone, C-E-R-B-O-N-E, on Google. There's over 150 pages on Google. Or take a look at my YouTube page if you want to see me in action. I'm all over the Internet. I mean, it's hard not to find me on the Internet if you're looking up hypnotists. And um, I've done a lot of corporate programs, too, for very, very large Fortune 100 and 500 companies, even smaller companies, to get the employees off cigarettes because that's what people are during the day when they're working. And it really brings a tremendous benefit or I can help raise money for your benefit, whatever your charity is. So right across the board, thank you to you and to the guests, uh, the people listening, rather, on the phone and on the radio and however else they find this show. It's been an honor. Thank you, John Sabone, the, the trance master, for being on the show today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, you're listening to Getting on Top on Blog, uh, Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Paul Morris. And uh, if someone would like to find out more about me and what I do, go to ConqueringDepressionForLife.com. That's ConqueringDepressionForLife.com. And listen in next week, uh, same time. And uh, thanks for listening, and thanks, John, for being my guest. My pleasure. Bye now. Great time. Thank you. He was up each morning with the dawn Because he knew his daily run was long and hard And he had to be ready To get his freight train down the track Determination he would never lack The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy Everybody was his friend and they all helped him to the end To keep those freight cars rolling along steady He never knew what to expect and was very careful not to wreck The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy.